0: The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus place for $50 basketball bets. And regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. So download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app for your home of all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am back. I am your host, Ryan, rich, fat baby McKee, and I can barely contain my excitement because we have him back. You've been missing him. It is Dan, the Titan of tip-offs, Titus.
1: How are you doing, Dan? Dan? Oh, Rich Bad Baby, how I've, how I've missed this so much. Um, this is where it all started, man. On a, a random Friday, I, I jumped on the mic with you, and uh, the rest is history. So I'm excited to be back on the NBA Gambling Podcast, man. It's been way too long. Munaf, Rel, Scott, they've been holding it down. Um, but we're going to bring a little Friday action here. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to talk some hoops with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's set the stage real quick. It is 11.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. We're recording this late. So if, uh, anything big changes, just FYI there, some lines might move, some news might break, um, but we're going to do our best to lay it all out. And, uh, I don't know, man, I haven't talked to you in a while. I just, I, I mean, I talk to you kind of all the time on Slack because we both work at Action Network now and we talk about work stuff, but I don't, uh,
1: how your fantasy team's doing, how, 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 how's life? I appreciate that, man. Uh, My fantasy team is doing, I have three teams. They're doing pretty well. I'm one playoff contention in all of them. So, I mean, that's, that's all we can ask for at this stage. And then it's going to be a bunch of luck and, and strategy that I've tried to deploy to get to this point in this moment in the season, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Life in general, man, things have been good. I've just been uh, enjoying doing more um, handicapping of basketball. Like now that NFL is out of the way, you think it's out of the way, but Surprise. We're going to be doing another prop cast, um, coming up pretty soon here for NFL future bets and a lot of things shaking up in the NFL. So just when you think you're getting a break, um, all life changes. So I'm just going to appreciate what this small segment left of the NBA season is. And then I can only imagine how we're going to get back into the swing of things, especially because your Phoenix Suns are once again at the pin- at the top of the totem pole in terms of the NBA right now. So I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting and entertaining playoff for you, um, being that hey, you were you were the you were the rallying cry for uh, the NBA gambling podcast last year and Suns and six Suns and four, uh, and then it all ultimately fell apart. But you know, oh, you got you got a great you Thanks. got a great shot this year.
0: <laughs> Thank you for reminding me how it all <laughs> fell apart. And I gotta say, I'm I'm just trying to live in the moment. And I don't know what's going to happen with this team past this year. I said the same thing last year. Thank God Sarver kept it together for this year too. But who knows what can implode moving forward with uh, Sarver and them not extending Aiden. But hey, we won't get that far ahead. I I should mention, Dan, also the host of the Fantasy Look Ahead podcast on Buckets, uh, which is why I mentioned his fantasy team. Let's be appreciate honest, plug. <laughs> I don't really care about your fantasy team, but I was trying to lead into it. <laughs> um, I appreciate the
1: plug, I do.
0: <laughs> uh, Dan, a very talented producer on the Action Network for the podcast, uh, so good stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, we should get into it. We've got our five best bets for Friday, and we've got a bonus one because you did extra work. Uh, you thought you had to do five best bets all by yourself. <laughs> um, I should have explained, but we have five best bets. We have our, the preview of the game of the night. we got the Cavs versus Miami. And then we're going to have uh, our two favorite futures that we like right now for, for betting uh, this week. And that, that's how we'll end the podcast. So let's get going. Let you know You're the guest. I'll start you off. What's your
1: first best bet for Friday night? First best bet. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that CJ McCollum just got COVID um, or at least he's in the protocol. So I'm going to go with the Hornets. This line opened up at three and plus three and a half um, against the Pelicans. I took that immediately. Um, I still see that they're getting some value there at plus one and a half. I think this is going to, by the time you guys probably hear this tomorrow, it's probably going to be an edge to the Hornets Um, with no CJ McCollum and Ingram here. I think that this opens up the opportunity for the Hornets. They're 10, 10 and one against the spread on the road in their last 14 games. And this team's really been sliding the wrong direction, but this Pelicans team has had a resurgence, their defense, um, even their offensive efficiency has really, has really improved since CJ McCollum's gotten there. Um, so with him off the court, I don't know what this Pelicans team looks like. I think we're going to see a lot of Devontae Graham, who's been put on the bench for Jackson Hayes recently. Um, you know, Giannis Valacunas hasn't been playing as much. We've seen a lot of uh, of uh, Erna, Willie Ernam Gomez getting in the lineup. So, you know, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, like I'm reaching for names here. So like, I, I don't know how this is all going to come together for the Pelicans, but while they've been playing really well, um, I think that this is going to be a letdown spot for them considering that they have two of their focal points of their offense out of the game so I'm gonna ride with the Hornets here
0: I like that I see what you're saying I mean I've I've really been enjoying the Pelicans resurgence and I I opened up my local book as you were talking and I'm seeing that Hornets is already uh favored by one and a half they're giving up one and a half moving quick so moving quick what what does that line get you where it's no longer value for you
1: Uh, I would say probably three, three and a half points. I'd probably stay away from it. Um, Just given what the the Charlotte Hornets have been doing against the spread. um, This team has just has not been. um, I mean, they've gotten blown out their last couple of games here. Granted, they were going up against high octane offenses in the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets that torched my Sixers on uh, Thursday night. But um, I wouldn't define the new Orleans Pelicans as a high octane offense. So um, Charlotte's four and six against the pelicans against the spread in their last 10 games but um i still see there's value on that just being that their main players are out so um sometimes you got to play to the edges more than the actual skill set of the actual team um so i'm going to play to that advantage
0: yeah i get that
1: i get that and that's a perfect example of
0: why you need to jump on these lines early uh yeah. we have a a very popular video on our Action Network YouTube channel of oh, Raheem Palmer giving his eight tips how how to bet the NBA, and I'll just give him a plug right now. His first one is bet them early. Keep your eye on the news. Bet these early because you can get a jump on getting. I mean, you're, right now you've are, you betted at plus three and a half, so it's already a four point swing for you that you're getting on that line.
1: Was in line value. Um it's a beautiful thing if you can get it early enough, but you know, I think that's the only advantage to being on the West coast is that you sometimes get these overnight lines that you can hop on really quickly. But um, at the same time, I'm sure you're missing a lot of action early morning movement line movement that uh, can really change the, how you make your best throughout the day.
0: You know, and I disagree. I love being on the West coast. I miss it watching, I hate watching games so late. I mean, it's 1130 where I am and the the quote-unquote late game is still on. It's like halftime right right now, so. (laughs) What time is it? Oh, I know. It is the perfect time to start betting on basketball and WinBet is helping you cash big. All users who bet at least $50 on a men's basketball champion future will receive a $10 free bet for each game that team wins in the tournament. Round of 16 through the championship. So that means every time the team that you bet to win a future wins a game, you get a $10 free bet, if that makes sense. I know it's a little convoluted, but it's a good thing, trust me. Just go over to win bet. If you make a $50 futures bet, you get $10 each time that... Team wins. I mean, come on, that's a pretty good deal. And for new Winbet Casino customers, you will get a hundred percent first deposit match up to one thousand dollars. That's right. One hundred percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 522 52 four seven zero zero let's go into my first best bet i like the timberwolves minus seven versus the orlando magic as soon as this line dropped sharp money started coming in on it 88 uh, percent of the money as of 11 30 p.m on thursday is on the wolves right now wolves have been hot even though ant-man has gone down he's questionable for this game as of right as of right now they're six and zero against the spread, six and zero straight up. Uh, they are eight and five against the spread as road favorites this season. And Orlando Magic, they have the worst record in the league right now, seventeen and fifty. And a big signal strength that the Action Network likes to show the Pro Systems on Action Network is fade tanking teams, which has a fifty-seven percent win rate and eleven percent ROI. There is no team that should be taking harder right now than the Orlando magic, which seems about like a kind of a regular thing for them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see why we should be betting. What, what, what do they have to play for? And Minnesota is hot. Especially if they get Ant-Man back, that's going to be even better. I bet that line moves even more. If he is cleared to play, what am I not seeing on this
1: uh, Timberwolves uh, team right here? Uh, I don't know what you're missing because, yeah, I mean, the the tanking angle of it at this at this juncture is just like I, I don't know how I can get behind betting on the Orlando Magic when, I don't know, they're trotting out Markel Fultz for 15 minutes a game with Cole Anthony, with Jalen Subs, who just returned the lineup. I saw he wasn't on the injury report, so they're going to be running like a 12-man rotation here. Uh, I don't know where yeah, the they consist- got of- to they,
0: they yeah, see, see what, what they, they get out of all of them. Right. And who do they, <laughs> right. What do they care if, if they're winning or losing right now? Like you might as well see all your guys and see who exactly. you want to keep
1: next year. Yeah. Cause I mean, it- I think they're gonna, have, they're gonna have to make a choice with Mo Bamba what they want to do with him. Cause he's like leftover from the old regime. They already paid Wendell Carter. So at this point, you're just going to be playing. The only people that aren't going to be playing are probably the veterans. The ones that are probably going to help you win the game, like Gary Harris and you know, uh, Terrence Ross and so forth. But, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know that I can get behind it on the on Orlando Magic. So seven points seems a bit light, considering that the Timberwolves have just been trouncing all of their competition uh, as of late. That's uh, below five hundred. So um, Anthony Edwards looked pretty good. You know, he's been taking a couple plays, at a couple games off recently, just because of his knee injury. But he was, I mean, I saw a couple of nice dunks. Uh, he was moving around. He was he was hanging with on defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is like a rest game for him. You know. "Quote unquote rest but mm-hmm. um if he's out there man i love this even more so I, and Absolutely. i think that that's probably why it's only at minus seven right now because they're waiting on whether anthony edwards is going to play or not and if and he does i think it's going to go up
0: and that's the thing with this magic team too we we're talking about how they have to play a lot of their players they have 57 guards i think they, they have to try <laughs> to figure out who they're gonna keep they're gonna be trotting out a lot of small players who even has a
1: chance to start to stop cat i feel like cat is just gonna feast in this yeah Wendell Carter can't hold him um no. you know I was one thing I was actually looking at at that game was the over um mainly because the the Timberwolves just put points on the board and uh uh the total's gone over in 15 of the 15 of Minnesota's last 20 games yeah so, I, I noticed that too I, I'm 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 even though Orlando's bad like they could still get blown out, but the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to do numbers. So two thirty, what's it at? Two thirty three is the uh, I'm seeing total it at two
0: thirty three right now. Yeah, which yeah, it it, it's, it makes me nervous to bet those big totals, but I get it. I mean, that's not going to be one of my best bets. I just I, I'd rather have the Timberwolves because I just don't right, trust yeah. that Magic yeah, yeah.
1: team to score enough points. But I understand why you would take the over there. Um, do you have any interest in playing like the first quarter or first half of that? do you feel comfortable that they'll get out to a sizable margin and not look back? Um, that being the
0: Timberwolves.
1: (sighs) That's a good question. I didn't do enough research into that to see what, I
0: don't know what, how the Timberwolves have been, uh, doing on their first half totals right now.
1: I'm going to actually going to bet this right now because, uh, for much of what, much of what you just said, I mean, I just don't trust that Orlando is going to have their shit together at the beginning of the game. I'm going to go minus two and a half Minnesota. Um, And I'm actually getting it plus money here. Um, Interesting. So I'm going to lock that in now before this whole shit changes by tomorrow morning. (laughs) Um, I'm seeing
0: that the Timberwolves. Okay. They're over under first half record on the season. Uh, They're 30 and 33 and two to the over under. So, but I don't know how that's been. I'm just looking at it right now. Their last 10 games, five and five over unders. But anyway, hmm. who knows? Yeah, uh, stay away from
1: that. yeah, I think I'm gonna hedge with the uh the first quarter and roll with that while it's still at minus go. two and a half. Uh all right, what's your next best bet? Um, next best bet, I'm rolling with the I already forgot what I was going to. Oh, I'm going with the Heat minus five and a half. I don't know. if Should we wait to talk about this, this is game of the night? Yeah, here. wait and hold this one. This is going to okay. be our game of the night. All right, um, we're going to hold why on to go of the with
0: night? your uh, R.J. Barrett prop.
1: Yeah, I'm going to roll with R.J. Barrett under 24 and a half. Again, um, that at minus minus one oh eight. he's going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Knicks just trounced the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And weirdly enough, man, I did not realize how bad. Luka Doncic is or the Mavericks are against the New York Knicks they just cannot defeat them they've lost five of their last six games against them outright but Mm -hmm. I digress Um, I think that that's a really interesting point because the Knicks looked amazing two nights ago like just so good so good that I just don't think that they're going to get up for this Memphis team that is top five in uh, defensive efficiency this year Um, this Memphis team is just really freaking good um, they're only allowing 21 points per game to opposing small forwards. And um, while RJ Barrett has had a really good, he's improved throughout the course of the the season. He's improved his statistical performance in every month. Um, but we've seen Julius Randle kind of take on more of the scoring load lately over the last five games. Um, and in the three contests that RJ Barrett's faced the Grizzlies, he's never gone over 24 and a half points. He's averaging 19.3 in his career versus the Grizzlies. So yeah, um, He's been a shade under 24 and a half over his last five. So I'm going to continue to roll with the fact that um, the Memphis defense is just good. And uh, we're going to see RG Barrett struggle a little bit against these long winded or these long winged um, Memphis defenders, like Zaire Williams and um, uh, man, why did I just blank out his name? Jaron Jackson, Jr., et cetera. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, that's a good uh, little, Preview into my futures bet. That's what you call a little teaser in the business there. I, uh, hey, it uh, might have there. something to do <laughs> with uh, a defensive player on Memphis's team. Um, yeah, oh, I like that bet for sure. Uh, the, the Memphis has been great with those long defenders. Desmond Bain is that maybe who you were looking for? I mean, he's like a nice long mm-hmm. perimeter defender as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, love that bet. And it's, I feel like the Knicks have just been so hard to watch these days. Uh, who, you know, who knew that the, the upstart Knicks that we loved so much last year, or not everybody loved the
1: story with uh, Thibodeau brought them back. We're like. <laughs> That I was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too much of that Kool-Aid last year and then step yeah. back to reality.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, love it. Okay. So I am going to move on to our fourth best bet of the night. I am looking at the uh, Raptors at the Suns. And I was trying to as, a, as the true homer that I am, I was trying to talk myself into taking the Phoenix side. Uh, the, speaking of drinking the Kool-Aid, I uh, watched the entire game on uh, Tuesday where the Phoenix just trounced uh, the heat in Miami. And yes, it was without Jimmy Butler. But remember, the Phoenix is without Chris Paul. So I feel like they were pretty equally yeah. talented on both sides. And, and Phoenix is, is, is down Cam Johnson, who's been fucking great for them this year. Um, yeah. So uh, I was trying to talk myself into that side, but Phoenix minus six just didn't like that enough because the Raptors do have Fred Van Vliet back and looked a lot better. It was against the Spurs. I, I mentioned this to you before the podcast. Spurs aren't, you You mentioned, Hey, Spurs aren't that good. I get it. But uh Raptors look like a totally different team with Van Vliet back. So I, instead am going to go ahead and take the, under on the total uh 221 or 221 and a half depending on what your book is right now uh both of these teams are in the top 10 in points allowed to opponents phoenix only allows uh 105.8 points and toronto is allowing 107.2 points both in the top 10 in defensive efficiency uh and uh toronto's last 5 games Have gone under Uh, CP3. You know, obviously, still going to be missing for the Suns through the rest of the season. But with Booker back, I feel like the Suns are are enough moving in the right direction where they can limit Toronto uh, to probably under 100 points. I mean, when these two teams played in January, neither of them hit 100 points, so it would have been well under the two twenty one. uh what do you think about this one
1: yeah i i can get behind it because as you stated earlier um the toronto raptors to me just look like they're despite fred van Vleek coming back they Nick nurse is still playing his players just ridiculous minutes man like og yeah. Ananobi's still not back yet um so that that definitely matters um But yeah, I just feel like they're just getting tired legs. Even though Fred Van Vliet had several games off, like even though they they came back and beat the Spurs, the Phoenix Suns are a way different team, right? And defensively, they're going to be way more challenging than the Spurs defense. So I could definitely see a lane where, you know, the the Phoenix Suns maybe regress a little bit after a great win over the best team in the Eastern Conference. You know, like you said, it wasn't full strength, but it was still a very important victory. That was a statement Mm -hmm. game. So um, I could see a little bit of a letdown spot for sure, um, especially a Toronto team that doesn't play that well on the road. Um, they are 13 and 18 to the under in a way game. So uh, you do have that edge there that, you know, both of these teams seem to go under on a way game. So um, I could see Phoenix just not playing as inspired ball against uh, Phoenix, not playing such inspired ball. Cause I mean, Aiton should eat. I was actually looking at his player props to see his points at 17 and a half, but I don't see who they have that can guard him um in that in that um that front court there because they're they're extremely light. was it gonna be precious Achua, Cam birch and mm-hmm. uh chris boucher like all those dudes are like not gonna be able to hold eight and so he's gonna have a nice game booker should have a great game really like the way drake jay crowder has been playing as of late with uh with cam cam johnson out of the lineup um but i don't really have much faith in this toronto team because they don't have a lot of depth malachi flynn's also out so behind fred van vliet there's not many people there so Come third quarter, man, we could see them really struggle from the field.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think that's a good point about Cam Johnson being out, also, is that there's just not that scoring threat off the bench for the Suns. Like yeah. Yeah. they've had now that, you know, uh, it was Campaign and Cam Johnson coming off the bench as that, like, you know, that energy to inject that energy into the second unit. But, you know, now Campaign, he's bumped up to the first unit and no Cam Johnson. Uh, while I think the Phoenix can still win this, I don't think they're going to be putting up the number of
1: points that would be necessary to put this over. Yeah, Landry Shamit's actually been playing pretty well too over the last couple of games. He seems to like yeah. have found his, his shooting stroke, but you're right. Like, um, there's not that much firepower on either of these benches right now just due to injury. So, um, by nature of it, I think, what was this line at 221? 221. Yeah. Yeah. I like the under there.
0: All right. What do you got uh, for our fifth best bet and then you're also going to have a six bonus best
1: bet but what do you got here for the fifth fifth bonus so this is how we talk now we get to talk about the heat no no no. no. <laughs> you're going with the clip uh, give your clippers pick oh shit okay um yeah so i also like the this is a fishy line i'm, I'm gonna come out and say it so uh we talked about it a little bit before but i like the clippers plus six versus atlanta they're on the road but to me this is too many points to lay with the with the Atlanta Hawks, like the Atlanta Hawks defense has been one of the worst in the NBA over the course of the last, the second half of the season. Um, Their offense is great. Um, No stopping that, but uh, the Clippers have a really good defense. You know, they've been a top 10 defense this year. That's the only thing that's been kind of keeping them relevant in this playoff race in the Western conference. They're battling out with the, with the Lakers right now for that playing spot. But I think that they're going to end up winning out here off the strength of Marcus Morris and, and Reggie Jackson, um, this Clippers team is eight and three against the spread in their last 11 games, 18 and 16 as a road dog. Um, I think that this is just too many points to trust the Atlanta defense to be competent and outscore them to that degree. I think that the Clippers do a really good job of slowing the pace down and if they can stop, you know, or at least I should say hold in check Trey young. Um, I think that they have a good shot at, uh, at covering the spread here. If not even potentially winning this game outright. Um, I just don't have much faith in Atlanta right now. Um, they did get John Collins back over the last couple of games, which is a good sign, but, um, this, this team is just not as good as they were last year. And we've seen this Western conference teams come in there and kind of beat them up even on their home floor. They've had, had, they have had success on their home floor, but six points is just too much. I could see this more of like a, I'd play, I'd probably play this down to as low as four and a half. I feel like that feels about right. Maybe three points edge to the Atlanta Hawks, but six is far too much.
0: Yeah. I like this a lot. I was uh, eyeing it as one of my best bets as well. Atlanta has been disappointing consistently all season and they're one in four against the spread in their last five games. Uh, they just look off.
1: Uh, they've just continued they don't have anybody injured and they're still looking off. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just Trey young. Like he's getting his, but no one else is really doing anything. So I don't know. I feel like that the Clippers are playing with a different kind of passion and motivation. Um, I don't know, Ty Lewis going on some rant in, in some post-game interviews. Somebody asked him about, hey, when are PG and Kawhi coming back? He's like, yo, I wish y'all would just stop with that shit. Like, I'm tired of talking about them. They're not even playing. Like, these guys are busting their ass on the court every night. I thought that that was one of those coachable moments where people are just like, yo, I fuck, I fuck with this guy. That's why he's my coach. That's why I like Ty Lou. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that that's good energy going into a game like this. Okay, another
0: quick break, and we'll be right back. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play with the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play for free and paid games and win Real cash prizes. Pick the horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 just one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at stableduel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games at tracks all over the United States. Get in on the app create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. Play, win, and race. All right. Well, you're going to have back-to-back picks. Give us okay. uh, the sixth bone, the, the sixth pick, bonus which is the pick.
1: bonus. You got your cave Cunningham pick. Yeah, this is I did I never saw myself actually playing a Detroit player prop this year. I think I maybe I played like Sadiq Bay maybe once, but I just can't deny how good the Pistons have looked lately. Mm-hmm. And um, they're eight, oh, and one in their last nine games against the spread. They've just been pissing people off, man. Like just staying in games. Like, this is the exact team that should be following Orlando's footsteps but they're not uh for some reason they're just playing really inspired basketball right now led by Cade Cunningham and um I like his his uh, points rebounds assists combo market at 31 and a half he's averaging 36.2 over his last five 33 over his last 10 and uh he's already showed out in both games versus the Boston Celtics this year he's put up an average of 23 points eight rebounds and five assists and um you know, the the Boston Celtics, this is a very good defense. This is probably the best defense in the NBA right now, um, ever since they acquired Derek, Derek White. And uh, Robert Williams has been, you know, defensive player of the year worthy. Just no one wants to bet it for some reason. Um, you know, this is going to be a tough defense, but uh, I think he's the playmaker. So even if he doesn't score a lot of points, he's going to contribute in the assists. He's going to get you the rebounds. Um I really feel comfortable with Kate Cunningham being he's just a usage monster and he's so heavily involved in this offense. Absolutely. They've been really fun to watch. I mean, uh, I've actually found myself
0: clicking over to them on league pass more often than I did. uh,
1: The first part of the season.
0: (laughs) I didn't, I don't know why I didn't want to like Cade cunningham at first maybe i was just such a mobley fan
1: or or whatever but he's he wasn't wasn't that good in the first half of the season he's really he's really like like ramped it up over the course of the season like similar to the way i'd say rj barrett was kind of doing this like oh you suck you suck oh you're getting kind of better oh you're kind of nice um but he hasn't gotten enough steam to to you know unseat evan mobley or even scotty barnes for rookie of the year but He's damn close now. Like I'm surprised the odds aren't a little bit in more in his favor for and how he's well just he's just missed too many games. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I think that's what it is probably. But if, if he had played the whole season and didn't start off in such a slump, you're right. I think he would be right there for rookie of the year. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they beat some pretty decent teams. Uh, they beat recently and they beat Atlanta and they beat Toronto, you know, without Van Bleet, as I was saying, when they beat Charlotte, but so they're right there. I think they'll keep it close and I can see him putting up a lot of points. So, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, All right, let's get to our game of the night. Uh, This one, when I was looking at it, usually the game of the night isn't so hard to to pick, but uh, this one stood out to me, though, because I, I don't know. The Cavs have just been they've played so above what anybody expected this year. And they haven't been that strong of late. Uh, so, once Jarrett Allen went out, when you lose one of your All Stars, that's probably going to happen. But I still expect this to be a really good team because they're still like the top defensive efficiency team, right? Or like right right around there. And they're uh, limiting opponents to the fewest points in the league. So, I could see this being a real fun knockdown, drag out game with uh, a Miami Heat team that. Was embarrassed on Tuesday by my sons, and will definitely be coming in here not wanting to back down from the rough and tumble uh, Cleveland. So, what did you think? Did I did I pick the right game of the night?
1: Definitely did. I think this one's going to end up having probably the most action on it. Um, it's at a good time. We have you know two playoff contending teams. Cleveland's kind of on the downslide a little bit. You know they're definitely going to be hurting here without Jared Allen, their All-Star center uh, for the foreseeable future. But um, I think this is going to be a really fun game, and we don't know that we're going to get Jimmy Butler. He's questionable uh, on Friday night to play. I With feel like sinus going to issues. A like that's yeah. what they were saying on Tuesday. What are is the sinus issues? i i i mean i'm still wondering what was up with kyle lowry and his personal reasons like he went out with personal reasons at two three or three different times this season and Mm -hmm. i I feel like they're just disguising this as strategic rest or something like they know they're gonna have to go all in in the playoffs and like their bench hasn't i mean outside of tyler hero their bench hasn't been that great um Mm -hmm. so maybe i don't know maybe they're just trying to you know preserve the tread on the tires a little bit before they get into the grill grind but Um, I would suspect that Jimmy Butler should play like sinuses like when you got a sinus infection like you got the sniffles like I don't really know how to justify it but if he's even if he's not playing I'm assuming this line is is baking in that he is playing I would see it moving down to like maybe like I don't know maybe like a point Jimmy Butler is probably worth a point maybe a point and a half um, to the to the line so. I don't I'm even honest- think I
0: mentioned that line. Sorry. It's uh yeah. Miami minus five and a half right now. And the total's set at two Oh nine and a half, which I'm looking, I think this might be the lowest total
1: on Friday night, right? Now. Wouldn't be surprised because both of those guys struggle in the half court to score. So um, Darius Garland, I mean, he's going to probably put up a really nice game, but I, I'm really intrigued by that matchup, that point guard matchup, him and Kyle Lowry. But I, I got the edge for the, the Miami heat here at minus five and a half. Like, like of what you said, I think this is a this is a bounce back spot. They got pretty much just dismantled by the Phoenix Suns in the second half of that game, and it wasn't even really close. Um, so they got to get this back, and um, they they got to look over their shoulder, man. They don't they don't have the luxury of just losing a bunch of games here. Um, the Sixers are coming up in behind them. The Bucks are very close, so um, they got to they got to get some wins here. So this is going to be a very important game for seeding purposes. So I think they're going to get up for this game. Uh, I think we'll see a good showing out of Bam Adebayo, being that Jared Allen's not there. Um, they're going to have a huge deficiency in that front court without Jared Allen there. So I think they're going to be able to exploit that a little bit more. And um, yeah, I think we're going to see Tyler here also have a good game if Jimmy Butler uh, ends up not playing.
0: Yeah, and I, I should also mention that we said that Allen's out. Uh, Lavert is still out. Without yeah. both of those guys. Uh, Darius Garland can't do all the scoring himself. I just not sure that Cleveland could put up enough points to keep up with this Miami team, uh, and their offensive firepower there. Um, I don't really, I mean, you, you sent the heat minus five and a half as one of your best bets to me. We saved it for the game of the night. Uh, I agree. I was also really looking at this heat team. I just don't see them losing two in a row uh in that in, in that way and I, I feel
1: like especially at home right and now uh, cleveland is four let me double check that but i think cleveland is four and 11 against the spread in their last 15 versus miami oh um, so yeah miami, miami's got their uh they're got their number so um yeah and three i think they're going see three and nine as dog nine and 13 as a dog this year so yeah. Cleveland, I feel like just the injuries are coming at the wrong time, you know, without Claire, we haven't even seen Karis Levert that much with the Cleveland Cavaliers, honestly. Like, right. That dude, that dude just can't stay um healthy at all. But yeah, having, having, I feel like losing Jared Allen is certainly worth more than, than any of these players that that's going to matter.
0: Yeah. I think this is right around the time we might be seeing Mobley as good as he's been start to hit that rookie wall potentially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And while he's been amazing, as de- he continues being amazing on defense, he has seemed to second guess himself a little more on the offensive side.
1: You're right. Yeah. Uh. uh all right. Guys, well, that's Oh, go ahead. standings, real quick. So, yeah, they got two games on the Bucks and the Sixers right now, uh, or three games on the Sixers after their loss to, uh, on the loss on Thursday night. But um, yeah, so he, he got to win. It. They got to win games. They can't just take take breaks like the Suns can because uh, they got yeah. such a sizable margin against everyone else in the Western Conference. Uh great. All right. Well, uh, we're both on the heat for this. And
0: I would stay away from that total. I yuck 209 that, and a half.
1: That's just too that's just too weird of a, a number for me. Yeah, I, I could see both of these teams scoring under a hundred points and it would be like, Whoa, why don't we take the under? But like uh, I don't want to bet that that's just you're just banking on a a horrible game, just a defensive slug of a game. Like, uh, that, that sounds awful.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, let's get to our final segment, which is the futures that we like. Uh, I'm going to, again, you're the guest. So I'll let
1: you go first. What future did you pick for us? So as much as it pains me after what I just witnessed on Thursday night, I think we might have a new favorite for MVP, and that is a one Nikola Jokic. Right now, the leader is Joel Embiid. I believe he's at minus 125. You could still get Nikola Jokic at plus money at, at plus 145. <clears throat> I think that this is going to be the critical spot to buy him right now because he's about to, I mean, the Denver Nuggets are about to be 10 and 1. If they beat the Warriors tonight, we won't know the results of this, but I think that they're winning at, at the time of record right now. They'll be 10 and 1 over their last 11, 7 and 1 after the All Star break. And Jokic leads in literally every advanced metric there that known to man. He's having one of the best statistical seasons in NBA history. But more importantly, on Monday, there's going to be a battle in Philly between the Denver Nuggets. And the Philadelphia 76ers. This to me is going to determine what who gets MVP. Because if the Nuggets continue this ride up the up the Western Conference, if they can slide up into uh, the the three, four spot, and they're not far behind. Right now, they're only two losses out from the four spot. The Warriors, you know, Draymond Green's gonna be coming back, but the Warriors have been trending the wrong direction. They're about to get a you know, probably gonna get a loss tonight. They probably won't catch the Grizzlies, but if they can get into that three seed. He's going to have this a pretty similar, you know, resume in terms of team wins as the Sixers. And he beats Joel Embiid in literally every statistical category after that. So if and if he wins this matchup, if the Nuggets win against Philly and he dominates the way he's been. I mean, over his last 10 games, he's averaging 34, uh, 28 points, 15 rebounds, nine dimes, 1.3 steals, a block. And he's, he's a plus 49. Like this dude just, he does everything for the team. He is quite literally the most, he's the most valuable player to a team. If he's not on the team, this team will be atrocious. The Sixers without Embiid would still also probably be atrocious, but I think it would just be, it's a way, I think the way that Jokic is carrying them in a better conference, he's just more deserving of the award and that plus money. It's a good bet. So that's the future, future Friday. I'm going to take Nicole Jokic plus plus one forty five to win MVP. Part of me feels like this is
0: a uh because you're a Sixers fan, this is a reverse jinx situation.
1: That you're trying <laughs> could be a hedge, could be a hedge. I might have a I might have a, a lofty uh Embiid position here that I'm worried about, but you know. <laughs> and, and I, I want to say that, but I will say that I was uh
0: earlier this week I was listening to the Low Post and Bill Simmons was on and they were talking about this very topic and both both Zach and Bill, or I say their first names, like I know them by person. Both of them were okay. saying how they can't believe that Jokic should take more games off just to show how bad this Nuggets team is without him. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to list all of the Sixers players and all of the healthy Nuggets players. Where would Aaron Gordon land on like the best player? I feel like, I mean, who, you know, you've, you've obviously got Harden now. Um, yeah, you know, I've Tobias put, Harris.
1: Tobias Harris is probably on the level of Aaron Gordon at this point. Like, yeah, this is hard. Only since Harden's been there. Before that, certainly, our, like Tobias Harris is easily the se- a second best player uh, between those two teams. Yeah. Will Barton. Is like the second leading scorer for the Nuggets. Come on, Will Barton. <laughs> I mean, Austin Rivers is getting big minutes.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there
1: are has been useful, you know. Exactly. Boogie Cousins is, is having like the best P, uh, the best per 36 um, in a long time. But like, this is what we're reaching for for Jokic here. Like, it's clear that it's clear as day this guy is the best player, and be- like, he's the most valuable player to a team. Um, And I say that as a true, like, I love what Joel Embiid's doing. He's actually playing games. He's looked dominant. He's looked, well, he he doesn't really look in control. He still is like a little bit sloppy, but either way, like he's having an amazing season, but just not as good as Jokic. What does Embiid have to do
0: to lock this award in? You feel like it's slipping away from him. What has to change? I mean, we saw him really struggle tonight against the nets. Yeah. Um, Now that he has Harden on his team, I, I feel like, you know he's got another all star, which I guess hurts him in the conversation for MVP.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to have to move up in the standings. They're going to have to jump the Bucks. You know, get into that two seed. I think that would that would have one edge over Jokic, and you're. I think Harden. Not that Harden's going to have to take a back seat. But he's going to have to do even better numbers than he was doing before he got there, and that's the good thing about Harden. He gets him a lot easier buckets than he's ever had an opportunity to get before. Um, but he's going to have to win on Monday, like he has to win, and it has to be a definitive win for him to not lose steam on this. Because I think Jokic is going to go on this run. The Nuggets are going to go on this run towards the end of the season. Like, uh, let me pull the strength of schedule, but I'm pretty sure the the Sixers have a stronger. Have a, a stronger strength of schedule, weaker I should say, um, than the Nuggets to finish out the season. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm betting Jokic right now. It is a hedge, but I still think it's pretty good value considering how good this guy is. And I don't know, maybe it's voter fatigue, you know, from winning last year and no one cared. But um, you gotta, I don't know, the media is eventually gonna pick it up. Like this dude's just amazing, and like yeah. Hoopers know, like this guy is he is deser- deserving of the award.
0: Okay, this is our last break and we'll be right back did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right without added security you might as well give away your private data to hackers advertisers your isb and other prying eyes that's why i use ipvanish vpn to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ipvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100 percent of your data This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering a incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free IPVanish is super easy to use all you gotta do is tap one button and you're instantly protected you won't even know it's on stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for and everything you buy go to ipvanishcom sgp and use promotional code sgp to claim your 70 percent savings that's slash sgp and hey this episode is brought to you by props pop where america buys and sells sports bets March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop hoppers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey, who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap at 25 to 1 odds, while the Sportsbook are only offering 150 to 1 odds. That's quite a deal. Now is the time to find those Cinderella teams while wow, the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country so you always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bet. So hurry now, download the free Swap app today. And um, this is more of a long shot than what you gave us, but... I'm looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. Plus 950 I'm seeing on DraftKings. You might be able to find it even better number on some other books for defensive player of the year. And you might be saying Gobert already has this locked up. Well, we've still got another month of the season left. And the only people, Gobert has won it three times. The only people who've ever won it four times, which is the most, Matumbo and Ben Wallace. I mean, that's like, all-timer defensive players right there. Is Gobert going to be in that group suddenly? I mean, I I think that there's a chance that, you know, there's been some uh, anti-Utah jazz in the media as well. So it's a sentiment. So I think there's a chance at plus 950, why not take a chance on this guy who right now sits at 145 blocks and 64 steals? He's going to get to past 150 blocks and 75 steals since 2000 that has only been reached 35 different times and 22 of those times has been uh, all defensive honors and eight times have been defensive player of the year and you know he'd be joining the ranks of Anthony Davis DeAndre Jordan Giannis and Dwight Howard those are the only people who have done 150 blocks and 75 steals since 2000. So it's a pretty good defensive list there. So I, I could see voters starting to talk themselves into this player who has kind of come out of nowhere. You know, he's been a disappointment to this Grizzlies team until this year for the most part, because of injury, because of that. And he looks just amazing on the defensive end and both sides really. Um, and the grizzly team, I mean, they're like the toast of the media right now. Yeah, yeah. Why not take a chance on this plus 950?
1: I hear you. And I, I feel like you're right. The juice is definitely with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like Ja has everyone talking about Memphis before. Like the, 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 no one was before. And Jaren is probably the unsung hero anchoring that defense. Um, he's averaging 2.2 blocks, like 2.1 blocks or two blocks in, in a steal. Only one other person I think is doing that is Robert Williams, and he's right behind him in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. That was my vote for it, actually. Um, So I actually like both of those guys. So now that you're talking about Defensive Player of the Year, I don't think Rudy Gobert should get it. And you're right. I hope that they're not putting him into that echelon of Ben Wallace and Dikembe Mutombo. I don't know what to make of Rudy Gobert. Like, he blocks a lot of shots, and he always plays drop coverage. So it's not like he's like a Draymond green type of defensive player where he's, you know, guarding the point guard on a mismatch or on an ISO or something like that. Like he gets cooked a lot. So whereas someone like Jaron Jackson, you see him making these, you know, he's guarding fours. He's guarding all the way up to threes. He definitely plays the center position. Um, He stayed more disciplined this year, which is why I think he's gotten more floor time. He's been more productive. He used to be kind of reckless, just fouling all the time. Um, I think there's certainly a case with where Memphis and, and Boston stack up in terms of team defense and them being the anchors of it, they should get the award. Utah has kind of had a letdown, like they're still a great team, but this team's been very inconsistent. Gobert has been off the floor in and out of the lineups. Um, I like the value of it. You know, I, I think that this award is still kind of open. I mean, the door is still slightly open. I think ultimately it's probably going to go to Gobert, which is super boring, but, You know, I mean, mean, he's, he's he's crushing
0: in defensive rebounds. Uh, So if you like that, you know, if you're looking at just numbers that stands out and of course, like the jazz are, their whole defense is built around him, but we've seen teams go small and run him off the floor. Whereas he's
1: not not a factor. Exactly. He can't be on the court at all times. That's a, that's a problem, right? Like for a defensive player, you got to be on the court playing defense.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) where Triple J, they can go with a, they can go with him at center, and he is small and fast enough right now to stay in front of most small players.
1: Yeah, and I would say Draymond Green was probably the one I would have picked in this award if he didn't hurt his back, Mm -hmm. because he was playing outstanding, and the Warriors were got out to that great start, and then he got hurt, and then they just tanked after that.
0: yeah, I mean, he but should yeah, be in yeah. the running for uh, MVP. You see how yeah. bad the Warriors have gotten facts. since he's facts. been out.
1: <laughs> Let's petition that because that's, that's definitely facts. Um, but I, I'm with you there, man. I don't, I don't think it, that Rudy Gobert should be the runaway favorite here. He's minus 140, so it's not quite out of hand like some of the other player awards were like, you know, Evan Mobley's minus 500, you know, Tyler Hero's six man of the year is gone. That's 20, minus 2,500 now. Yeah. Um, it's defensive player year and MVP that I think are the tightest races that you can probably still get some value. But defensive player of the year is more wide open for me. I just don't know if voters know Jaren Jackson Jr. They definitely don't know Time Lord. So, you know, they're probably just going to vote like, oh, it's Rudy Gobert, the guy that started this whole COVID. I, I can maybe at
0: BAM at like 380. I feel like first place, he's really come matters. around. Yeah. yeah. He's really come around and... I feel like he kind of started off the season slow. He's coming around. He's playing great right now. The team's in first in the East. And so, you know, I'm probably going to put a few dollars on him, put a few dollars on Triple J and just to kind of cover that because I, I do like Bam there. His numbers just quite, like his just raw numbers yeah, uh, aren't quite as impressive as Triple J's. But, more of
1: an eye test, like yeah, he can guard. He can guard every position. Um, he switches. He's a good defensive rebounder. Um, high energy. He's just a he's just a really good defensive player. But I feel like those guys aren't the ones that end up winning the awards. Um, yeah. But uh, what about the guy that's sandwiched in between all those guys and Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, do you think Giannis has any shot at winning Defensive Player of the Year right now? I mean, sure. But
0: again, I feel like it's just. The same reason nobody's really talking about him for MVP, even though he's right there, is the voter right fatigue there. of it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, well, I'm I... Victim to the LeBron syndrome, man. You win too many awards, it's like, oh, you're boring, we got to get somebody new up in here.
0: You win too many awards and you win the championship and then your team isn't quite, you know, they're not coming out and blowing everybody out of the water. So yeah. it's just going to be a disappointment. And sure. maybe... Yeah, they're, they have been kind you know, of sandbagging. I think so. And I, I think that you could see they're probably saving themselves for the playoffs, which is smart. But, yeah, you know, that's when you don't thats you have to give up regular season awards when you do stuff like that. Right. Great uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dan. You're going to be around more, right? You're
1: going to do more Friday shows with me.
0: Man, Man, I'm not doing anything.
1: I'm not doing anything on Thursday night. So why not? Let's let's, let's, let's keep this party rolling. <laughs> all right. Well, that's awesome.
0: I uh, can't wait to do more shows. Thank you so much. Uh, check out Dan on Twitter at Dan Titus. Check his podcast out on the buckets feed uh, action networks, bucket feed on Mondays, right? Is the fantasy. Yes, look ahead?
1: Yep. We got yeah, two, it, three weeks left in the season. So if you're uh, in the grind for a playoff spot, man, check it out. Listen to it. i got some good advice for you. Uh, we'll get you that chip. Bring it home. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to